Ah, so here we are again. Uh, welcome to the James Well Radio podcast, and uh, produced, of course, by uh, what's his face o- over there in uh, in North Wales. In fact, this must be the only podcast produced by somebody who lives on an island off the coast of Wales. Well, I, I, I don't know. There are obviously some people that might produce a podcast that we've not heard of. Well, I can't think of many. I mean, there aren't many people who live in an island or on an island off the coast of Wales. It's about 20 miles square. You know, it's, it's quite yeah. big. It's not a little island. Is it, is it as big as the Isle of Wight? Uh, I think very similar. Actually, maybe, maybe we take all the residents off the island and turn that into a, a giant prison and get rid of all the prisons in the rest of the uh, United Kingdom. In the Isle of Wight, you mean? No, no, on on Anglesey. Oh, I'm not so keen about that. Well, just a thought, isn't it? We could keep every all the bad people in one place, and uh, the Menai Strait's pretty difficult to swim across. No, people swim across it every weekend. Do they? In fact, you can walk across in some bits. Okay, it's not such a good idea then, is it? A lot of quicksand, though. Is there? Hmm. Oh. Okay. Well, that's the uh, geography bit for the programme so far. I'm, tra- I'm trying to avoid the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room, of course, is uh, how long before we uh, uh, start threatening nuclear war with Russia. I said last week that they're my friends. It'll be, it'll be okay. Yes, of course, of course. Um, but, uh, listen, I, 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 they're, they're, they're a racist and a homophobic nation the Russians, because they are not well-educated like we are, all right? I mean, not all Russians are homophobic, not all Russians are racist, but there is a sort of homophobic, racist vibe within the nation, uh, which is obvious, and I I, I think anybody who would want to go to Russia to see a football match of any sort would be, well, you need your brain looking at, really, wouldn't you? I'd be absolutely mad. Having said that, Russia is a country that uh, I've never been to. Um, St. Petersburg looks like a city. I think it'd be nice to go and look around. Uh, And it's it's a great big land mass. I'm sure they can do lots with it. But you can't have people uh, coming into another country and uh, and bumping people off. In fact, well, I'm sure it happens all over the place. But if you were going to do it, do it properly. I mean, there, there surely would have been a way of doing it uh, without all this hysteria. If you'd really wanted to eliminate somebody, you could have done it without anybody knowing. So I can only assume that whoever did this wanted everybody to know. And for the life of me, I cannot see... I mean, I'm not in Russia, so maybe it is doing Putin an enormous amount of good, but I can't actually see what benefit Russia's going to get from it. Unless, of course, the fact that the whole of the world is saying Russia's uh, uh, being very uh, cavalier with the way they behave and they better stop it. Um, And if that makes people in Russia, I suppose, think that the rest of the world is against them and then those people in Russia think the only person that can look after them properly is Putin, then there will be a landslide victory in favour of Putin winning the election, which, of course, uh, is not far away in Russia. So maybe that was the reason. Maybe I've answered my own question. 
I don't understand also why, because when Lipienko was ill, we saw pictures of him in hospital. We haven't seen pictures of the policeman or the spy and his daughter. I just wondered why not. Why, why are we not being given pictures? Uh, well, it's, it's secrecy, isn't it? Is it? Mm. Okay. I would have thought that would have uh, uh, been good PR for the government, but there we are. Uh, but having just answered my own question, I suppose we move on. Uh, we live in dangerous times, very dangerous times. Um, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure I'm worried about a nuclear war uh, with any country. I am more concerned about a cyber war where if, if you want to use the cyber armies that presumably we all have, uh, because we'll rely on computers so much these days, they could close us all down, couldn't they? You're the computer buff. What would they do? Uh, steal all the money first. Could they do that? Yeah, I can imagine so. Yeah, especially all that cryptocurrency. That seems to go missing all the time. Yeah, but nobody's bothered about that too much, are they? No, but if everyone switches to it, eventually mm. they uh, somebody could steal it all. Yeah, but what could they do now? Could they empty bank accounts now? Could they, could, they, could they empty banks? I mean, where is all this money that everybody has on their credit cards and everything? It doesn't exist, does it? I mean, the money doesn't exist. You, 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 you pay it off on one card or one number and it goes from one place to another. There doesn't seem to be any actual money. Yeah, you could in theory. I suppose if you hacked into a big company like Amazon or eBay and... Uh, grabbed everyone's credit card details and then bought loads of things in Russia, how would you get the money back? Mm. So is it, I mean, could they close down government offices? Could they close down the power networks? I mean, if you really wanted to wage a cyber war on somebody, could you really do it? Yeah, they closed down the NHS. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. Yeah, but did, I mean, it didn't close down, did they? But they just attacked the computer and nobody was absolutely sure where it came from. Yeah, but it's, it's in that direction, isn't it? If somebody does something like that, can you pinpoint where it's coming from? You can, but it's too late then, isn't it? I mean, when the NHS was attacked, people were being turned away, weren't they? They couldn't have their routine uh, <clears throat> operations, etc., <clears throat> done. They were told that uh, the computer systems are offline and uh, come back when we make you a new appointment. So if they take them off permanently, yeah. what can you do? And so you could end up killing people. Essentially, yeah, until obviously the NHS yeah. switches back to paper-based systems. So then what we really need to do, and may, you know, this is uh, what the Defence Secretary Gavin Williamson was saying the other day, is we need to invest more in our armed forces and our, uh, our cyber security forces as well. We don't have enough people, do we, to go to war with Russia? Well, no, but would it be a? It wouldn't be a conventional war, would it? I mean, if if they've got people who could shut down our banks and our health service and everything else, surely we have got people who can do that as well. Definitely, but we'd have a handful of people, and the Russians and the Chinese, etc., will have thousands of people due to the sheer numbers of people that physically live in those countries. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, just when we thought the world was going to become a safer place, the other thing, of course, to remember is that here we are, everybody was uh, getting gung-ho, well, except us, of course, everybody getting gung-ho about leaving the European Union, closing the drawbridge, taking control of our own borders, wankers. No, honestly, wankers. 
because you can't control your borders anymore in a cyber age. There is no point in nationalism, really, is there? We would be so much better protected within the European Union. We should stay there, don't you think? Because you can't protect your borders. And do we really want to look as if we are a, a sort of xenophobic nation? I don't think we do. I, ju I, just, I just find the whole thing bizarre. That now, just when we thought, or, or a lot of those idiots thought, that we could be leaving the European Union, then they're climbing back into bed with them asking, please support us, let's uh, show solidarity towards the Russians. Of course we need to have solidarity against the East. It's always been a problem. You know, I mean, people just don't read their history books, do they? The fact is that we need to stay within the European Union, and all those people getting worried about a European army... Uh, it shouldn't, as long as we retain, of course, our own armed forces, a European force as well, would be a jolly good idea, wouldn't it? With Britain at the head, because we actually have the best soldiers, have the best sailors, have the best airmen, and women too, if you want to be politically correct. Perhaps the best thing we can do at the moment is put Brexit on hold. Or, as I think, uh, we should have another referendum and clear the air. And if this next referendum, everybody having had the discussions which we never had before, the other referendum, whatever, anybody says nobody's minds were really on it because most people thought, oh, we never vote to leave. And then we allowed those people, the reactionaries, to come in and uh, vote to leave. And some of the people who voted to leave just did it, not thinking that they would win, but just doing it uh, as a, a protest vote against politicians. So a lot of those people who voted to leave the European Union are very sorry about it and didn't mean to do it. And if we have another referendum, and if people vote en masse to leave the European Union, so be it. On our own heads be it, as it were, but... Uh, you know, perhaps at this particular moment in time, we should be considering togetherness is betterness or something like that. I could see some memes with that on. Yeah, yes. Togetherness is betterness. I think uh, I think we could do it. Uh, but it is a worry. But uh, I still, you know, still nagging doubt. The only, the only thing that I just said, of course, to myself is that Putin can, uh, can of course, he, he's going to win the election anyway. We know that. But if he wins it by fair means, by everybody thinking that, hey, listen, everyone's against Russia, we better vote for Putin uh, because he is the, uh, he's the, 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 you know, the father of the nation and he'll look after us, uh, then this incident in Salisbury uh, could well have, uh, that could have well been the thinking behind it. I've just convinced myself it's the Russians. Can I just extend my hand of friendship to Mr. Putin? He's welcome around my house any time he likes. <laughs> you, you are a coward, aren't you? Honestly, uh, listen. If if one if we all go, one goes, or one goes, we all go. Um, maybe maybe what the Russians need to do is start uh, appreciating everybody's different uh, and stop being so uh, racist and homophobic, uh, and, and maybe then the the world would like them more. I'll be safe on my little island. I'll just push myself away. Okay. Well, there we are. That's Russian uh, things. Let's talk uh, um, uh, a little bit about, uh, well, we've lo lost. We haven't lost. They've, they've passed to wherever you go to, uh, if anywhere, Ken Dodd, Stephen Hawking, and uh, my old friend Jim Bowen. 
who appeared, by the way, Jim appeared on some of my TV shows, which we must sort of track down and maybe as a um, um, as a as a memorial to Jim, we should put one out. There's a show called the F***ing Cunt Show. I've not seen that one. <laughs> well, it's somewhere there. And we explore the origins of the word f and the origins of the word c. All right. Um, we got permission from Ofcom to do this. And uh, Jim Bowen was <laughs> on the show. And he thought we'd gone to a commercial break. And uh, he tells the most appallingly rude joke that uh, you've ever heard. And uh, we actually had to make an apology. And it got in all the papers the following day. And the joke was? I can't remember now, but you'll have to find the uh, the programme and put it out. A caption. 0853-0532 is on the caption and 0898 is on the voiceover. Is it? Yeah, different. Oh, oh you've got it wrong as well. Oh, so well, we both got that bit wrong and we'll carry on. Thank you very much, <coughs> What's the biggest cock-up that you've ever made on Bullseye, seeing that you just highlighted that one for me? When I asked somebody <laughs> what they did for a living... Not that you ever do, no, I no. I said to them, what do you do for a living? He said, I've been unemployed nine months. I said, smashing. <laughs> <laughs> and then what did you do? He called me a c pun. <laughs> anyway, Sean, going very swiftly on. Yeah, no, we weren't on, were we then? We weren't on air then, were we? No, no, we're off here. We're in a commercial break at the moment. We're waiting for. Uh, for, for the, the, Jim! Sorry, I mean, for goodness sake, there'll be people out there who could get quite upset about it. You uh, my TV show. Somebody says I was the Keith Lemon of my day. Do you think? I don't think I was. But, I, th um, I, I think that's true, to be fair. Do you? Yeah. All oh, right. I did have a little look at one we put out about masturbation. Yes, I know. You, you talked about last week, yes. Oh, did I? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That was, well, I thought that was quite good. Um, so, uh, anyway, Jim, uh, wherever you are, keep blowing your trumpet and quick, because he was a jazz musician. He loved to play jazz. He played jazz all over the place. Anywhere they asked him to go and uh, he was a trumpeter, go and uh, play jazz, he would do that, as well as being a very funny bloke. Very funny bloke. There are um, some videos up on uh, YouTube. There's one of uh, him flying, because he's had a phobia of flying, and you threw him on a plane. I and, did, yes, and, you're right. And wouldn't let him get off. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another one <laughs> with uh, your game show where he was a, like a co-host. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten all about those. That's 30-odd years ago. I'd forgotten about those. It was, it was a bit like um, quest questions with uh, strip tease. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, perhaps I was the uh, Keith Lemon of my day, but go and have a look. Maybe it's time to bring those shows back now. Have a little bit of raucous fun. Uh, Jim was always good for a laugh, and I remember um, Melinda and I visiting him and his wife, um, uh, who lived in a converted railway station, and uh, it was it was up in Lancashire, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, the fascinating thing was, he'd had part of the platform covered over, and where the pla as far as I can remember, it's a long time ago, but the platform either side of the the platform were the, the sides of a swimming pool that he'd had built. The pool had been put in where the train tracks used to go. All right, okay, yeah. Did it have a diving board? Um, I don't think so. It was quite a small pool, but uh, it made good use of the of the platforms. Hmm. They had a they had a, a couple of horses and what probably was the car park, or used to be the car park of this uh, railway station was uh, had been grassed over and turned into a paddock. I think it's a, it's a long time ago, um, but he was he, he was genuinely nice bloke.
probably find it on Google Earth, your satellite view. Yeah, well, it's probably still there somewhere. Oh, no, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to make it any uh, any easier for you to get it. Uh, so there we are. Uh, um, uh, we say farewell to them. Stephen Hawking, who uh, people say was the greatest brain, but what a what a, you know, he, it was his brain that lived for all those years, wasn't it? His body had given up, and it was his brain that carried on. And um, who knows where we may find ourselves? Good sense of humour too. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Ken Dodd, of course. Uh, there will be no more Diddy Men. No, and his shows used to go on for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a lock-in. He wasn't very. He wasn't very easy to interview. There's some interviews I did with him. I don't know where they are. Um, but he, he he didn't particularly like being interviewed. Mm. He wanted just to get off and, and entertain people. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, what is March the fourteenth famous for? I knew you were going to mention that because I put it in the notes. Um, mm. It's uh, famous for um, Steak and Entertainment Day. Well, it says here you've written down Steak and Blowjob Day. Well, that's its official title, yes. And well, I've never heard of this before. So is is uh, March the fo- is it March the fourteenth when we're recording this? No, it was it was actually yesterday. So we've had it. Did you have it? No, I didn't have it. No, no I didn't I have it. Uh, no, yeah, I haven't had a steak for ages. No, I had a steak. I had the steak. Yeah, I'm just waiting yeah, for the other one. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it was steak and blowjob day together? I believe so. It's it's one month from Valentine's Day, so it's like the, the men's uh, Valentine's yeah. Day. And does that have to be with your current partner, or can that be with anyone? It doesn't specify, so I think you can uh, you know pick and choose. <laughs> right, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Steak and blowjob day. Well, maybe people will send us an email to tell us if they enjoyed it. Yeah, if your meat went down well, let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameswellradio at gmail.com is the uh, email if you want to get in touch. Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Oh, dear. And uh, if you listen to this program on Stitcher or Deezer, then you could get us up in the uh, Hot 100. We're number 45, believe it or not, in the top podcast movers on Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher is another podcasting app. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Just above... Uh, the Cannabis Clown, I think. Oh, well, there we go, then. So we're uh, better than the yeah. Cannabis Clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was having a look. There's all sorts of uh, things on there. But that's not, that's, a, that's a world, presumably that's a, a worldwide one. That's a global chart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you listen to us from somewhere outside the UK, just send us an email so we get an idea where people are listening to the programme. Just send an email saying, hi, I'm listening in, you know, wherever. There's no is there a place, place called there? wherever? No, I, was I don't know. No, there isn't. I don't think. Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Um, you know, maybe in Russia. In fact, if you actually, if you want uh, to send us an email from Russia and tell us what your thoughts are, you know, it is it is big news over here at the moment. We are we have dismissed twenty three uh, Russian. Well, we're saying they were Russian spies, but Russian. Uh, uh, Russian, what, 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 what's the word for them? Diplomats. Oh, that's right, yeah, diplomats. Um, I was going to say dignitaries, I knew that would be wrong. Uh, so, yeah, get in touch, let us know. Um, Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Uh, right, I forgot what I was talking about now. I was, I was steak and blowjob. Yeah, no. I'm waiting for the office yeah. in Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, Shall we have a bit of music? Maybe it's time for a bit of music. This is Tell Me What You Want. 
and uh, it's featured uh, <laughs> uh, in the 2018 film Postcards from London, and it's lifted from Timeless, the debut album from 24 Club. So have a listen. It's out on April the 27th, and this is called Tell Me What You Want. So there we are. Tell me what you want out on April the 27th. 
Tell you me if you've got some music you want us to play, get in touch. Um, now, let's talk about Jamie Carragher and the other story that uh, had been uh, making the headlines. And poor old Eamon Holmes. You know, now, you know I have a programme on talk radio. Tell us about it. Live show, talk radio, sort of uh, 7 o'clock in the evening until 10 back with my old friend Ash. Monday to Thursday, occasionally I do other shows, but but my own show, Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock until 10. And uh, we talk about the issues of the day. And, uh, of course, before me, Eamon Holmes, or Holmes, uh, does drive. A man I have uh, been friendly with for many, many years since we were both very young. And uh, and he always likes to try and score the odd point off me. Right. Yeah. And he did about the uh, Jamie Carragher thing the other day. And he's going to say, oh, James, you must be terribly upset about this. It's disgusting, isn't it? This spitting. I mean, what do you think about this spitting? I said, Eamon, I really don't give a shit about... Actually, I didn't use that. Oh, dogs don't do that. I don't really give a shit about spitting, to be quite... What? Well, I don't really. I mean, it is pretty disgusting, and I'm not suggesting people do it. And leaning out of your car, spitting, is actually one of the most dangerous things I've ever seen anyone do. Not quite as dangerous, though, as driving along filming it. And... And they, oh, yeah. I said, oh, look, you can talk about spitting all you want. I would like to talk about dangerous driving of both those people. And um, Jamie Carragher has been spoken to by the police, and they have uh, they've they've done him for assault. Well, not done him for assault. They've they've said, I can't remember the way they do it. They do a caution or something like that. So it's on his record that yeah. he was spoken to about. Yeah. And uh, now they're talking to the driver because, quite frankly, that's six points on your license using your phone while you're driving along, isn't it? It is, yes. Yes, it is now, yeah. So what sort of f*** it actually releases it to the press? Why didn't he just uh, blackmail the guy? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> He'd been far better off. You are he? a pillock. Well, <laughs> I would like to disassociate myself from the comments made by Rob. Um, but seriously, it, everybody's getting upset about the spitting. Um, mind you, he's got a very good spit, hasn't he? I mean, spitting that far, the trajectory and taking into account the sideways motion of the wind, you've got to be a fairly good shot. He's a skilled sportsman at the end of the day when you think about it. Well, apparently footballers are some of the best spitters in the world. That's true, yeah. They've, they spend a, lot, a long time gobbing at each other. Having said that, it is disgusting. It is the lowest of the low behaviour to spit. And quite frankly, I would like to see people of all sorts stop spitting in the street and everywhere else. Put that aside, it is nowhere near, in my view, as serious as people not concentrating on driving their f***ing great cars. I now will say no more, because I would expect the police to deal with it. They're not going to deal with it, though. Well, they are. They're questioning the driver. Oh, I thought the Manchester police said they've, uh, they're going to sort of educate him, but that's about it. Well, there we are. That's good. Educate him. And also, I'd like to educate him in being such a pillock. Uh, for, if you know, rather than goading somebody. Because, OK, Jamie Carragher shouldn't have spat. But then I, find, I would find it very difficult... I would hopefully control myself, but sometimes I can't. And if somebody is, is rude to you or somebody, you know, I, uh, the other day I was, I was doing a, a, a programme somewhere 
And somebody came in and told me, this is a TV show, and one of the, there are so many people who just wander around on television, totally unnecessary, totally unnecessary. Um, and this, uh, I, I don't know how old they were, must have been over 18, I presume, to be working there, came and spoke to me in a way that if my kids had spoken to me like that, I would probably have sent them to their room. Well, that's quite bad then. So I said, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, but don't you ever talk to me like that again. Oh, J James, you can't talk to them like that. Well, I can. Don't be rude. You know, what we are missing in this world is manners. And if people had some more manners, we might actually get on a lot better. And don't for one moment think because you work in the media, f***ing lovies in the media, that you are better than other people. Because I've worked in the media my entire life. A lot of people who work in the uh, media are, are fairly thick. More, com more concerned, particularly in television, with the way they look than anything else. If I see another person with extra white teeth, I am going to have to put my dark glasses on. I bought some new toothpaste the other day. It doesn't work. You've got to go and have them done, apparently. Anyway, listen, um, so uh, I forgot what we were talking about again. Uh, this is the James Ware Radio Podcast. Welcome to it. Nice to have you with us. Uh, tell your friends if you've really hated it. Well, this, is, this has been quite a shitty show, but we've done many more. There's hours, hundreds of hours of this at our website, jameswellradio.co.uk. Go, uh, go into the shop. Yeah, all right, Daisy. Thank you. Um, oh, yes, right. <laughs> the shop. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, visit the shop at uh, jameswellradio.co.uk. We're still selling off the uh, manky old copies of my autobiography written 10 years ago now called uh, Almost a Celebrity. That was written before I went into the celebrity Big Brother house. Uh, and my new book will be all about what it was like to be in reality TV, I think. I've dusted them all off. They're not that manky. I've polished them up. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, they all look okay. neat. Yeah, they're good. I've signed loads of them, so you'll get a signed one. Um, and if you buy a couple, of course, um, and that £5, by the way, includes postage and packing. And me going down to the post office. Yeah, we don't make a f***ing thing out of it, honestly. Actually, if you buy a book, technically you could be uh, breaking the law because you're not paying me the minimum wage because it takes me about an hour to get there. So a £5 uh, book, that's, that's under the minimum wage. Yeah. Well, you could have paid sort of a lot more if you'd bought them. Uh, but, they, they, you know, keep them now, buy them, keep them, look at them, love them. They're there. Anyway, go and have a little look. Uh, now, uh, well, should we uh, should we do tech talk now? I think I've done enough, and we the dogs want me to just tickle their tummies a little. Um, okay. <laughs> that barking before, by the way, the barking before is because uh, I just moved the, the, the sofa in the living room uh, near the window, and they can sit on the back of the sofa, and they can watch people walking past uh, the front, and then they just have a go at them. Verbally, not not physically, obviously. No, no, I wouldn't allow them to physically have a go. No. Uh, they just like to shout abuse at them. Mm. Yeah, why not? I mean, they, they in, in, in doggy language, they're giving them a real mouthful. <laughs> oh, indeed. 3D printed houses. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, a big, I big... suppose you could do that. You could do anything, couldn't you? Yeah, well, they're, they, uh, they're making um, 3D printed houses, a big massive frame, and instead of using the sort of the plasticky material, they're using concrete, so little nose prints concrete out, and they can print a house... Within 48 hmm. hours. What size of a house? Um, for a, big enough for a person to live in. Well, why aren't we doing this? Well, that's, that's the idea. I, I imagine that yeah. they're, they're going to roll these out in uh, 
places where they need shelters. Okay, that's a good idea. I mean, although concrete does have a shelf life and you know it can can deteriorate, they need to make a a new sort of concrete in my view. I think it is. It's not concrete per se. It's like a concrete-style substance. Oh, right, okay. It might be a mixture of concrete and plastic fibres. Yeah. Maybe more research was needed for this part of the show. I'm thinking, you know, they said you should never insulate your uh, home. Yes, in the in sticking um, things in the wall, the beads in the wall, yeah, yeah. But you can apparently insulate it on the outside because I I live in sort of an oldish house, yeah. And I was thinking of insulating the gable ends mm. if I can find a job that will pay me some money to do it. Um, but you can you can have this sort of uh, stuff put on the outside and then put some cladding over it. Why don't you do what you used to do with your old satellite receiver? Just find the bloke that does the job and then uh, do a little video about it and then uh, get the job done on your own house. <laughs> Mike Pearson's dad. Mike Pearson used to be one of the producers on, on the James World TV show, and that was his dad who was, uh, he was an, um, a satellite pioneer because in those days when we did that, there weren't that many of them. No, no. Well, the video's on YouTube if anyone wants to watch how to put a satellite dish up. <laughs> Uh, I didn't make any money out of that, by the way. I don't think we sold any. (laughs) You must have got a free satellite dish out of it. I think that's what I got, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Although, as far as I remember, I think they took that down afterwards. What? They drilled a hole in the wall and took it down? I know, I know. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that was a house I lived in years and years ago, up in the middle of nowhere in Yorkshire. Anyway, right, moving on. Tech Talk, yes. Tech Talk. Um, Well, that was one feature. Oh, Um, right. Uh, the uh, the new law which uh, requires websites containing uh, pornography to verify the yeah. age has now been pushed back a bit since I uh, made a statement a week, a week or so ago about uh, how it would lead children into the dark web. Mm. So they've obviously listened to the show and realised well, okay. he's got a good, good. point. But, you know, this is an education rather than an entertainment, I always like to think, yeah. And uh, good news, the uh, anti-Islamic group Britain First and its leaders have all now been banned permanently from Facebook. Good, because they are vile human beings. So uh, that's a step in the right and direction. And currently in prison. Uh, so that's good. Uh, Britain, for any organisation that says, you know, for, we are first, we are better, everything else is is on a hiding to nothing. In a world where we should have learned, and we haven't learned. You know, we're human beings, we're all the same. The fucking religions piss me off no end. I was going to tweet out yesterday, I thought better of it. Um, what is it with religion and child molestation? They're all at it. All religions seem to have people in there who... I mean, what, what is it about religion? And, and people who just cannot leave children alone in a sexual way. Can somebody tell me? I can't. No, I can't either. And the, the last one with the Church of England, where they've been sending around memos saying, "Try, we'll throw one of the, our, our, our priests to the wolves to take to deflect," you know. And then we see the, the these uh, Muslim men who've been practicing child abuse untouched for years. Uh, so we got the Church of England, the Muslims, and then we got the Catholics, and we know about that. Is there any point to religion? If you want to have a faith, have a faith. I wish, you know, it would be great to to, to have a realisation, like my brother, that there is a life after death, but he doesn't follow any particular religion. Have a faith. Keep it to yourself. In fact, if I had a faith, I wouldn't want to tell anybody else, really. Um, 
but this this whole bit of organised religion seems that you know they, they they end up doing things and then pretending they haven't done things and uh, oh dear oh dear oh dear it, it just beggars belief that we still in this day and age after all the things that have happened we still treat religion or some people do i don't with a kind of reverence that it doesn't deserve and if you believed in religion, isn't it in these holy books? Don't, doesn't the, 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 the God figure, the Christ figure, tell people to give up all their graven images, stop all this, you know, bowing and scraping? Which all, they all do. They've all got these stupid things. They've got to point one way six times a day. They've got to eat, uh, eat a bit of old bread and drink some old wine and pretend they're eating the body and drinking that. I mean, don't they, they all do these ridiculously silly things? Got to eat this on this day and not that on that day? I mean, is that really, is that religion? Is that is that what a, an omnipresent creator of the universe would want? He's more, or she's more concerned about what you wear, what day you eat things on, and uh, how many times you bow and scrape to them. Is that what religion is? And if you can answer it, you just give me an email, jameswellradio at gmail.com. I would be delighted to hear your answers. How uh, did I get onto that? I have no idea. You've ruined my tech talk. No, I haven't. Well, you finished it. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, Tomb Raider, the new Well, you Tomb did. Raider. You said Facebook's removed the pages of the anti-Islamic group Britain First and uh, all other racist organisations hopefully do the same. And you said the law which would require all pornography websites to verify the ages of visitors from the UK, which would be difficult to prove anyway, uh, has uh, has been delayed for the reasons that you described. So that was, wasn't that your tech talk? And the 3D printed houses. Oh, and the 3D printed houses, yeah. Which was the most interesting of all. There's not that much goes on in tech, you know. I mean, every week there has to be a new invention for this particular bit of the show. It's well, you could you could talk you could talk about you know uh, hacking into computers in the U. Oh, it's not the USSR, is it anymore? Or maybe it will be. I don't know. Uh, moving on quickly to uh, Tomb Raider, the film. Yeah, well, not uh, a remake, I presume. It is a remake. It doesn't have Angelina Jolie in it. Well, what's the point of it? It's a, it's a good film. Is it? Yes. I mean, but why why remake a film that really is not that old and was never really that good? The first one was very good, I think. Was it? Well, not very good, just good. No. Yeah. And who plays the whatever her name is in this? Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Yeah, that's the one. Why do you find reading so difficult? I've doodled over the uh, <laughs> the piece of paper it's written on. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yes, it's, it's a good um, film. Want to see in the cinema. On. Want to see in the cinema. A lot of action. A lot, a lot, a lot of action. A lot, a lot of action. A lot, a lot, a lot of action. Okay. Uh, right, I think that's all my sit, isn't it? Except questions. You're not doing coins? Coins? Well, that's an. I, I noticed we, you know, I did think about coins, but uh, there's no point. Although I did put it out on Facebook, but then there wasn't that much news going. Uh, the 1p and the 2p coins are going to be saved. So I put out the question, is it a good or a bad thing? David Fleer says, penny for your thoughts. That's about my view. Uh, Alan Seville says he hates them. Give them away in tin. Stuart Condon said it equates to a 150% price increase at the 2p arcade machine at the seaside. None of this answers the question. Why have they decided to save this this stuff in your pocket? Because, I mean, it's, you know, why? They won't tell you how much it costs to make those coins either. No. Why not? 
because it probably costs a lot more to make them than they're actually worth. So it's actually yeah, costing us money having them. But why are we keeping them? them? I don't know. Uh, if ever I get any, I just throw them away. Mm. Someone must have them. Well, Dean Mansfield wants to bring back the one pound note, although uh, why, I have no idea. Always good if you want to buff up your wallet. All right. Uh, Paul Heim says, remember, if you're a penny short for a pint, they won't serve you it, won't they? Petrol stations do. They usually have a little plate, like a collection plate, when you go in and you go, oh, it's got Yeah, but Petrol, don't start me on that, for f**k's sake, don't start me on that. How can you have 122.9? There is no such thing as 0.9 of a penny. So why do the petrol state, why are they allowed to price things like that? Can somebody tell me? Make it 123. I think it's because there's not that much profit in petrol and the petrol stations want to be cheaper than their rivals round the corner. And when you think about it, you never really go to a petrol station and buy one litre of petrol. So after several litres, those 0.9s will become round numbers or get rounded up to the nearest integer. I don't believe that. And I get, I'm, I'm just annoyed about it because you couldn't do it in a shop. You couldn't, you couldn't say this sandwich is £2.00. Uh, 19.99 of whatever, could you? If you said that uh, you could get three items for a pound, that would be 33.33333 reoccurring, wouldn't it? If you were to... Uh, See what on. I mean? It's just f***ing stupid. Sort it out. <laughs> uh, Paul Heim says, remember if you're a penny... Oh, we did that. Jack McCurrup says they're great. I put them in chuggers' boxes to shut them up. Saves me giving them 5p. Uh, miserable... Bus. I was going to say, what a miserable cunt you are, but then he'd have to bleep that out. Uh, Dan Ishkawa says, personally, I would get rid of five Ps too. They're silly little things, except, no, it's a bad idea to get rid of any coins. It'd only be an excuse to increase prices. Good point. Andrea Lee says, I don't see a role for the two P coin. The one P offers the dubious facility of giving the illusion of the price of an item being much cheaper than round pounds. They're not round anymore. No, but she means rounding up. Howard Jackson said, if something costs 20p, it goes up 10%. It's 2p, not 5p. Another case of being conned. Matt Sessions, get rid of them. Nicholas Heath says, just means that they will be phased out and not replaced with new versions. Uh, Liz Taylor, a good thing for charity collection boxes. <coughs> Excuse me, I suppose that is a good point. Um, Keith Young, uh, the penny is the co- cornerstone of our currency, along with the pound. Bring back the note. Shillings were a pain in the ass, but not the good old British penny. Um, anyway, so uh, there we are. That's uh, that's the that's the pound. Oh, the, the penny and the 2p, get rid of them, they're a waste of space. If it's uh, not 50p or a pound coin, it's not in my pocket. Yeah. Okay, uh, right, let's do the questions. And, by the way, if you want to complain about me, uh, then... Uh, tough. Then don't, um, Sorry? Well, then... you can always ring me live on Talk Radio, you can moan about me there. Yeah, yeah, just don't send me emails, I get thousands of them. Mm. Yeah, send an email, jameswellradio at gmail.com, or join us on Talk Radio Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock until 10, and you can call me on zero, write this down, 0344-499-1000. Do you know, I can remember that number better than my own number, which is very easy and I could never remember it. I just ask Siri, I just say phone James Whale, and it just does it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you could do that. 
program it. Do you have to program it in, don't you? Oh, I suppose you do, yeah. Or if it's in your contacts, then it will just do it. It will do, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, right. Questions. I want to go to the pub. Uh, Andrew Davis. Was the beast from the East a uh, Putin plot? Oh, most definitely. Any any problems are now uh, Putin's fault. <laughs> Drogba Torres. When will I get TV again? Every time I go to book a man to put an aero back up on my roof, it snows. I have to listen to more radio now. Um, I think uh, the way forward is to uh, get yourself uh, some some Blu-ray uh, movies and uh, just keep listening to the radio. And if you can get us to the website at Talk Radio, particularly, you'll be able to see uh, the programmes online as well. Yes, they're all there. Dave Benjamin, uh, when are the aliens coming? Uh, soon. Um, why did you miss out that question from Alison Browning? Is it because it was long and you couldn't read it? Why didn't you read it and I'll answer it? Uh, why are we greenwashed and yet buses and public buildings are massively overheated and shops overpackaged goods and everything's in difficult to recycle containers? I'm not going to be dictated to wash my clothes at 30 and then shelter or swelter to death, I can't do it now, uh, on an overheated bus. Are you getting any kind of therapy, Alison? I think that's what you need, really. Uh, shall I answer then? Yeah, go on. Uh, overheated bus, I assume that's because the engine needs to be kept cool and uh, the passengers are there to absorb the heat. And the... Uh, <laughs> the <shop laughs> You've been thinking about it, you can't. And uh, never wash your clothes at 30 because they stink. Mm. And uh, what was the other thing? Uh, the okay. packaging, uh, it should be uh, mm. difficult to get into. Stop thieves. Mm. Okay. All right, one more for you. Uh, Chris Bennett says, instead of food manufacturers having to reduce calories in their products and all the talk on tax on fizzy drinks and fast food, can't we just impose an obese tax? Uh, well, we could do. But, yeah, uh, I think we should do. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm happy to pay extra on my can of Coke if I know the money is going to the NHS. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that the Coca-Cola are refusing to change their recipe because I think it's uh, stupid to make them change the recipe. That's why you buy mm. it. You know, you don't buy it to uh, be healthy, do you? You buy it as a treat. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Everybody's panicking about being fat, um, and we are too fat in this country. Uh, so why don't the manufacturers of foods, if they can, reduce some of the stuff that's bad for us in the food? Because apparently they could do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I don't believe in, in all this hysteria about climate change because climate does change and will change. We've talked about that before. Uh, but the mess that we create is a problem. Um, I'm just about to go out and, and fill up the recycling bin now. Why do we need, and, and going back to Alison Browning's point, really very good point, why do we need so much packaging? I mean, I bought, I bought some razor blades the other day. I had to go and find a flipping knife to get them out of the packaging that they were in. Half of the packaging had nothing in it. It was only a small part that had the razor blades in. What the hell is the point of that? I agree with you, Alison, absolutely. Uh, this has been a James Well radio production for Rob. And I'm just saying that because it sounds good at the end of the show. Uh, find us again, jameswellradio.co.uk, and wherever you picked us up, uh, keep listening, get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com, and pop into the shop, buy one of my manky old books for a fiver. Very, very good value. They're not that manky. I've cleaned them all. He'll clean them for yeah. you. Good as new.
Yep. Okay, I'm off to the pub. Talk to you a little later. Okie dokie, thanks a lot. All right, bud. Ciao, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on Facebook.com/slash James Well Radio Show, or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.